Ladies and gentlemen, it is one of those days. What days am I referring to? Those days where you go out, you get drenched, and then when you get back inside, the rain is suddenly gone, doesn't exist. One of those days. In the words, Pub Gemmy's Chuck D. Bring the noise. Fifth Podcast Network. I'm Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in circumstances. I'm sick of this weather, man. I'm, I'm, it's starting to piss me off. Like, how do you give me two solid weeks of hoodie weather? Right? Not, not, you know, not not like summer weather and nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing not above twenty degrees, or you know, what I mean, that, that those 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 fourteen, fifteen days. You know, what I mean, sixteen at a push, right? Where you know you can rock a hoodie, right? And you're you're good, you're good, you're feeling good, you're feeling calm, right? I like those days in in April, May, March, right? But now I got and I got those, I got those. But now now I'm suddenly going back to wearing my coat. Sometimes wearing my gloves because it's mad cold. I had to go home from my boy's house right one time last week, last weekend, right? And the shit was minus degrees in at, at night. Are you taking the piss? What are we doing here, ladies and gentlemen? What are we doing here? Seriously, I don't. I just don't get it. I, I just. I, I'm 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 pushing 26 years old and I'm still dumbfounded how British weather can fuck me off. Like it's just it's just never it never ceases to amaze me. It really doesn't. I just don't know how it. I just, I, if British weather was a person, oh my gosh, I'm I'm freaking believable. Anyway, apart from that, I hope you had a good week. Um, yeah, solid solid week on my side. Can't complain. Um. Did some things as usual, um, but it's actually about this weekend I'm, I'm I'm hyped about. You know, I'm going under for a couple of days. Uh, I'm gonna do some photography work. That's gonna be fun. First time I'm doing that, so I'm kind of nervous, honestly. But um, you know, hopefully we get that get that job done. Um, last weekend was it was it last, yeah last weekend hit my hit up a engagement party uh, from my uh, from my boy George took some uh, took some pictures. Um, that was cool. Um, you know, just uh, you know, just a couple of drinks, catching up with everybody. Um, have seen them, <laughs> have seen some of them like two years, pretty much. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys know the vibes on that one. Um, but yeah, man, it was good. It was good, and um, yeah, I'm gonna see uh, Robbie Glasper in the in during the London trip. Um, gonna have some dinner with some American friends because they're coming, they're coming through for a couple of days to see Robert Glasper and just to you know come through. Um, so that's gonna be fun, man. It's really gonna be, it's gonna be a good. Really, uh, really good couple of days. I'm gonna put a bullet in my wallet, but <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be fine. Uh, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fun. Uh, but before that, we have a show to do, ladies and gentlemen. So what do we have today? Uh, we have an environment, politics, and two culture uh pieces to talk about today for this episode. Formats before we begin, email to IG, Discord link, all that, all that, all that in the full show notes. Please go give these articles a read, give them a read for yourself in the full show notes, and support the writers that make this show possible. And with that said, let the beat drop. Let's get into the show. 
in a week where Will Smith resigns from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences and to be honest I'm kind of sick of him self-flagellating himself like I'm, I'm, I'm just over it now like you're doing it too much you're doing too much you just slapped a dude okay you, you didn't shoot someone in the face okay you didn't um you know molest people you didn't um domestically abuse or sexually abuse anybody um you know unlike some members of uh, the film industry right and they and they're still running around so you know bro it's calm don't worry about it but the thing is the fact that like you know netflix and them are shutting not like shutting down but like putting a pause on his on his work so i'm just like why why who cares you don't do this for Army Hammer. You didn't do this for Ezra Miller. You didn't do this for uh, uh, fucking. I'm trying. Oh, there was uh, uh, Ansel Elgort. You didn't do this for any, any of these lot. So what's the beef? What is the beef anyway? Uh, the World Cup draw goes down, and um, I honestly believe it's probably one of the most politically charged um, uh, uh, groups um, in England, the US, Iran. And uh, I think it's like a toss-up between Scotland, Wales, and somebody else. I, th- I forgot. The, I forgot the third one in that in that potential pool. Um, so yeah, that's going to be that, that, that could be a very interesting um, World Cup. But um, as we know, we're all boycotting the World Cup, aren't we? Because it's in Qatar, and we all know uh, what went down in Qatar. Um, you know, I've talked about it on the show um, about what two years ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll boycott that, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, the Grammys come and go. Um, <laughs> shout out to the Grammys for somehow outdoing themselves and giving the best reggae album to an American majority white reggae band. Oh wow! When I saw that, I was just like, "Great, perfect, perfection, absolute perfection." Uh, Channel Four will be privatized and sold off. Um, I might, I may or may not talk about that next week. May or may not talk about that next week. I already had a, already had this, my slate sorted for this week, so I thought I'd, you know, just make, uh, you know, maybe push you off to next week because um, I do have genuine thoughts about it. And, um, you know, and it's in bollocks, to be honest. So, anyway. And lastly, Elon Musk, uh, by stake in Twitter, getting onto the board of directors. And funny enough, they're working on an edit button all of a sudden. Funny how that works, isn't it? So, uh, and, you know, while we're doing that, while we're requesting shit, um, where's my voice tweet, uh, voice uh, voice messages? I'd like to do that. That'd be great. Um, you know, that would just, uh, just be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Just hit up the group chats. And you know, just bark down the bark down the mic because sometimes you just need to do that. Sometimes they just need someone to bark in their faces. So let's begin with the environment uh, topic. And um, for, uh, it's interesting how microplastics have become a thing now. Um, you know, I talked about micro- microplastics like a, well, a at least a year ago, uh, maybe during the pandemic. Actually, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I've I've talked about it before. I know that for, I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, uh, it's funny how I'm seeing, I'm starting to, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's proper when you start to see memes about it. It's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting when you, you start to see memes about it. Um, I saw one was like, uh, in one of those, um, one of those, uh, spice, uh, little, little spice, uh, spice shakers. And it's just like microplastics. <laughs> Is it? I mean, just, do you want some microplastics with your food? You know what I mean? Stuff like that, and you drink. Yeah, why not? Because you know, it's not like you have an option anymore. Um, but this this is interesting because when it's not in it's not in just our water and our food now, they're finding it in our fucking blood, mate. 
So this is uh, by Damien Carrick and uh, environment editor for The Guardian. It's called Microplastics Found in Human Blood for the First Time. So uh, let's jump right in on this one. Microplastic pollution has been detected in human blood for the first time, with scientists finding the tiny particles in almost 80% of the people tested. The discovery shows the particles can travel around the body and may lodge in organs. Uh, the impact on Earth, uh, on on Earth, <laughs> we know the impact on Earth. The impact on health is as yet unknown. But researchers are concerned as microplastics cause damage to human cells in the laboratory, and air pollution particles are already known to enter the body and cause millions of early deaths a year. Huge amounts of plastic waste, excuse me, are dumped uh, in the environment, and microplastics now contaminate the entire planet, from the summit of Mount Everest to the deepest oceans. Uh, people were already known to consume the tiny particles via food and water, as well as breathing them in, and they have been found in the feces of babies and adults. The scientists analysed blood samples from 22 anonymous donors, all healthy adults, and found plastic particles in 17. Half the samples contained PET plastic, which is commonly used in drinks bottles, uh, while a third contained polystyrene, uh, used for packaging food and other products. A quarter of the blood samples contained uh, polyethylene, uh, from which uh, plastic ba- uh, carrier bags are made. Quote, Our study is the first indication that we have polymer particles in our blood. It's a breakthrough result, said Professor Dick Veth Vethak, uh, an oh, fucking hell, ecotoxicologist at Vry, uh, I'm assuming it's uh, University in Amsterdam. Let's just say that because I'm not saying universitate like I'm like I'm never uh, like I'm Dutch. Uh, another quote, uh, but we have to extend the research and increase the sample sizes, the number of polymers assessed, etc. Uh, unquote. Further studies by a number of groups are already underway. He said, another quote, it is certainly reasonable to be concerned. Uh, Vethak told The Guardian. Uh, the particles are there and transported uh, and are transported throughout the body. He said previous work had shown that microplastics were 10 times higher in the feces of babies compared with adults and that babies fed with plastic bottles are swanning millions of microplastic particles a day. Oh, that's just depressing to think about. Like You, you can't stop that. You, you just can't. There's no filtration in the world that can stop that. You know what I mean? It's just... You just allow it. It's like your your baby's gonna be pumped full of microplastics, and you have nothing to do about it, and you don't know if it's gonna fuck them up or not. I, I just don't know what to do with that. That's just really like impossible information to just you know swallow. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, let's continue on the quote. Uh, we also know in general that babies and young children are more vulnerable to chemical and particle exposure. He said uh, that worry me, worries me a lot. Unquote. The new research is published in the journal Environment Nat- International and adapted existing techniques to detect and analyze particles as small as, oh my god, 0.0007 millimeters. Some of the blood samples contain two or three types of plastic. The team used steel syringe needles and glass tubes to avoid contamination and tested for background levels of microplastics using blank samples. Vethak uh, acknowledged that the amount of ty- amount and type of plastic uh, vary considerably between the blood samples. Uh, but this, uh, quote, but this is a pioneering study, he said, with more work now needed. He said the differences might reflect short-term exposure before the blood samples were taken, such as drinking from a plastic lined coffee cup or wearing a plastic face mask. The big question is, what is happening in our body, Vethak said. Are the particles retained in the body? Are they transported to certain organs, such as getting past the blood-brain barrier? Uh, and, uh, unquote. 
And are these levels uh, sufficiently high to trigger disease? We urgently need to fund further research so we can find out. Okay. Why is there an unquote at the, in the middle of that? That just pissed me off. It was a continuation of the quote, but there was an unquote in the middle there for no reason. The new research was funded by the Dutch National Organization for Health Research and Development and Common Seas, a social enterprise working to reduce plastic pollution. Uh, quote, plastic production is set to double by 2040. Uh, said Joe Royal, founder of the charity Common Seas. We have a right to know uh, what all this plastic is doing, on our bo- uh, doing to our bodies. Uh, Common Seas, along with more than 80 NGOs, scientists and MPs, are asking the UK government to allocate £50 million pounds in research uh, on the human health impacts of plastic. The EU is already funding the research, uh, funding research on the impact of microplastic on fetuses and babies and on the immune system. A recent study found that microplastics can latch onto other Outer, onto the outer membranes of the red blood cells and may limit their ability to transport oxygen. The particles have also been found in the placentas of pregnant women and in pregnant rats. They pass rapidly through the lungs into the heart's brains and other organs of the fetuses. A new review paper published on Tuesday, co-authored by Vethak, Vethak uh, assessed cancer risk and concluded, quote, more detailed research on how micro and nanoplastics uh, affect the structures and processes of the human body, and whether, uh, how, whether and and whether and how uh, they can transform cells uh, and induce car- carcinogenesis. Carcinogenesis, yeah, you sound like that. I know. Um, uh, I've heard carcinogens, but not carcinogens. Anyway, uh, is urgently urgently needed, pre- uh, particularly in light of the exponential increase in plastic production. The problem is becoming more urgent with each day. Oh boy, man! And even with these related stories, microplastics found in deep underground, deep underground in UK waters. Nanoplastic pollution found at both uh, both of Earth poles for the first time. That was ten weeks ago. Microplastics may be linked to inflammatory bowel disease. Study finds fifteen weeks ago. Microplastics caused damage to human cells. Study shows seventeen weeks ago. Fuck me, man! Like that's just. It's crazy, man. It really is. Like, I, I just can't fathom it. I, I just, it's just one of those things I can't fathom. That I most likely, and you most likely, have, have you know, just a ton of microplastics in our body. And it's, and it's and it's interesting how just, you know, people are suddenly making memes about it. Because it's, it's at that point where it's becoming ubiquitous. And because we... And this is the thing about meme culture, right? And, you know, brief commentary on meme culture. When there, there, when there's things that we can't control, we end up just making memes about it because it just to let, just to let everyone know that we're thinking about it and we're scared of it, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but you know, there's nothing we could do about it. So here's a meme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, we might die from it. So here's a, here's a meme about it. That's literally just meme culture in in a nutshell. In a lot of ways, most people, you know, just make yeah. Bro, do you remember the World War Three memes? Do you remember those? Fucking hell, man! We're nearly, we're practically there at this point. We're so close. We are so close on the precipice of World War Three. You know what I mean? It is, it, hopefully, it won't escalate to that. You know what I mean? Just hopefully, it de-escalates in some way because fuck, like <laughs> I ain't here for that. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do things, but you know, I, I, I just don't know what to do with this information. I really don't like. I mean, I guess in some ways, uh, even, hey, hey, even I'm trying to think of like solutions on that front, right? And I'm just like, okay, maybe if I grow my own shit, but they're finding it underground. They're finding microplastics underground. So 
is it really escapable? And why did they say plastic production is going to double by 2040? Why is it doubling? Why? Why Why are we still using plastic? Why are we... I'm not talking about plastic bags, okay? Obviously, those are, those are, those are garbage, and we shouldn't be doing those no more, even though we still are doing those things, right? Those are... We are aware of those, but I'm just talking about in general. Like, why are we still fucking with plastic so heavy? Like, really, why? I'm, I'm sure it's probably from a money standpoint, because everything's from a fucking money standpoint. Hello, capitalism. But, you know, it's just stupid now. It's getting silly. Why are you doubling it? Production should be doubling. It should be halving. We're trying to do this environment thing, trying to do this climate crisis thing, and I'm getting word that I'm getting word that it's doubling. The plastic production is going to double by 2040. That that don't help. That doesn't help either. That don't help. Uh, we can't stop microplastics, but we can't stop plastics being made. So why don't we just do that? Why don't we, you know, do something? That'd be great. I don't know, man. It's it, just, I don't know. Just, just, just send a meme about it. That's all we can do at this point. <laughs> so I head into politics, and it's all about your boy Rishi Sunak. It's all about your boy Rishi. Uh, once so close, so close. If, if, uh, the one thing I, the one thing I rate about politics, right, is that it things can change so quickly, and people are so fucking fickle when it comes to, you know, just the uh, public figures and like it, just just watching someone be built up so high, looking like a golden beacon, looking like a conservative's golden fucking goose. And then, a couple of months later, just absolute shit house like like the rest of them. It's just it's just it's just glorious. It's just glorious watching someone be built up so high, ready, guys. We were talking about. I was convinced. I was convinced because obviously, as you know, I think Boris Johnson should have been out of here months ago. Okay, right? Talked about it several times on this show, right? I was fully expecting Rishi Sunak to be Prime Minister by this time, okay? I was fully expecting it. But now, he has a worse fucking approval rating than Keir fucking Starmer. And the funny thing about that is that they're all in the minus. They're all in the minus. None of them in the plus. Keir Starmer minus. Rishi Sunak minus. Boris Johnson minus. Priti Patel minus fucking 50 sign. She's garbage. And she is a fucking demon. But these are all demons. They're all demons. That's the thing. That's the funny thing about all politics in general. It's, it's hilarious. But watching Rich, Rishi Sunak be touted and primed and, and and groomed to be the next Prime Minister, as soon as Boris Johnson gets fucking kicked out with all those votes and no confidence, and then the fucking Ukraine shit came through, and they were like, oh no, we need to be united, we need a leader right now. Fuck you, do. Walk and chew gum. Kick his kick his ass to the fucking curb. Anyway, ran out the way. <laughs> fucking hell. ran out of the way. Let's get to the actual article itself. So this is about Rishi Sunak and his uh, relationship to Russia. Um, so as you 
some some of you, you know, if you're into British politics, are probably aware that um, Rishi Sunak was, um, in, you know, slightly embroiled, right, in a little bit of a hypocrisy of, um, you know, saying that, oh, we all need to think about our relationships towards Russia and Russian companies, and da 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 but then his wifey um, is leading a company or, you know, in a company that is still fucking Russian money to the, um, uh, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, right? Um, I don't think anymore, but still. Um, it was just funny. It was just funny how uh, he literally went on Sky News is like, oh, I I don't associate with my wife. Are you on crack, bro? Like, what, who do you? What do you take us for, bro? What What do you actually take us for? So you don't fuck with your wife. Is that what you're saying to me? Like, okay, sure. But but, ladies and gentlemen, you thought that was it? Oh boy, you boy, you wrong. You thought you thought. Um, so this is an article by Mr. Sam Bright uh, via Byline Times called Chancellor Ricky Sh- Rishi Sunak in New Financial Connection to Russia. Um, so let's get into this because y- you thought it was in- Infosys or whatever the fucking thing is called. Infosys, whatever. You thought it was just that. There's, there's, more, there's more to it. Let's get into it. Chancellor Rishi Sunak and his family are financially linked to a firm that has received substantial investment from a Russian billionaire with past connections to a Kremlin insider Byline Times can reveal. Sunak's wife, uh, Akshata Murthy, uh, is listed as the majority shareholder of Catamaran Catamaran Ventures, UK Limited, I'm going to say that, a venture capital firm that has invested in more than two dozen companies, according to his website. Sunak himself was listed as director of the firm, from 2013 to 2015, prior to entering Parliament in May 2015. Sig- significant public scrutiny has been applied to the Chancellor in recent days over the Murphy's £690 million, uh, million pound stake in the IT services and consultancy company's Infosys, a firm that continues to operate in Russia. Murphy has collected an estimated £11.5 million pounds in dividend payments from Infosys uh, over the past year. The ministerial code states that, quote, Ministers must provide their permanent secretary with a full list in writing of all interests which might be thought to give rise to a conflict. The list should also cover interests of the minister's spouse or partner and close family which might be thought to give rise to a conflict, unquote. Asked by Sky News to justify his wife's uh, shareholding in infancy, Sunak said, quote, I'm an electric politician, and I'm here to talk about what I'm responsible for. My wife is not, unquote. However, as the ministerial code states, Sunak is required to explain the business interest of his spouse and close family members to ensure that there are no commercial conflicts of interest that overlap his role as Chancellor. In the latest register, uh, register of ministers' interests, Sunak declares that Murphy owns Catamaran Ventures, However, all of his personal financial interests are shielded by a blind trust slash blind management arrangement, a controversial mechanism that allows the corporate interests of ministers to remain hidden from public view. Sunak also does not declare the investments that have uh, been made by Catamaran, one of which is the Indian e-commerce platform Udon, according to the company's website. In 2018, Udon received $225 million in investment from funds controlled by Yuri Milner, and one other venture capital group. Milner is a Moscow-born billionaire who reportedly started his venture capital career with the help from Alisha Uzmanov, the Uzbek-born metals magnate close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. In early March, following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the UK government announced that it was sanctioning Uzmanov, freezing his assets and banning him from travelling to the UK following uh, the example of the EU. 
authorities in France and Germany have seized yachts owned by Usmanov, uh, while he has called the sanctions unfair, adding that he would, quote, use all legal means to protect my honour and reputation, unquote. As has been previously reported, the venture capital uh, company founded by Milner, DST Global, acquired shares in Twitter in 2011, financed by the Kremlin-controlled VTB Bank. DST says it divested from its position in Twitter in May 2014, after which VTB was sanctioned by a range of international bodies for its role in Russia's aggression in Ukraine. These sanctions have been extended in recent weeks following Vladimir Putin's full-scale invasion uh, of Ukraine, including an asset freeze imposed by VTB by the UK government. DST maintains that less than 3% of the total capital raised by the firm from its inception to 2022 was from VTB Bank, all prior to 2011, and that all such capital was fully returned by 2014. It also maintains that Alisher Usmanov's last investment in DST funds was in 2011. Milner has also sought to distance himself from the Putin regime in recent weeks, publishing a fact sheet on his website stating that he had not been to Russia since 2014. What the fuck does that have to do with the price of milk? <laughs> I ain't been to many places, but you know, <laughs> you might fuck with it. <laughs> Why call this? Because the fuck about where you've been or not, been there or not. Uh, has no assets in Russia, and 97% of his personal wealth was created outside of Russia. Russia. And he went John from Ross on you. Uh, furthermore, uh, Milner appre- appears to have backed a number of humanitarian efforts supporting the victims of the Ukraine war, with Milner and charities associated with him donating some $40 million uh, to assist those fleeing the conflict. However, there will, be undoubtedly, there will undoubtedly be further questions about whether the Chancellor and his family should be benefiting from a firm that has received investments from someone with links, albeit historical, to an individual close to Putin. And moreover why this connection has not been declared by Sunak since the onset of the renewed hostilities hostilities in Ukraine. For his part, Sunak is thought to be worth some £200 million. Uh, Man of the people. Man of the people. £200 million? Man of the people. While Murthy is thought to be richer than the Queen. Her father is N.R. Narayana Murthy, an Indian billionaire uh, businessman whose net worth is believed to be in excess of $4 billion in October 2021. By virtue of his lavish lifestyle, Sunak has repeatedly been dubbed the Maharaja of the Yorkshire Dales by the Tabloid newspapers. <laughs> what an amazing fucking oh, nickname that is. Referencing his constituency in Richmond, North Yorkshire. I love it. Of all places, of all places, we're fucking Yorkshire. It don't even sound Yorkshire. Why the fuck would they vote him? Oh, this is what I don't get about like British voters, man. They, they, like, I get it if, like, you know, you're in Somerset, right, and you're voting for Reesmog, fine, because as far as I know, Somerset, sound, it sounds posh as shit, so I'm, assi- I'm, assi- I'm assuming it'll be posh as uh, shit over there anyway, but North Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, are you serious, you, you're voting in to a man who's worth 200 mil, are you fucking mad, oh, I love it, I just love it, I, I love it, just, I swear, either voters are just, crazy or uneducated i really i hope it's the latter unbelievable um where was that oh yeah here we go a profile of the chancellor in in tatla uh stated that he's augmented the property portfolio worth in more than 10 mil including a 1.5 million uh, georgian manor in yorkshire uh two properties in london and one in california man of the people man of the people leader of men Meanwhile, thanks to mass inflation and energy crisis and stagnant wages, British households are set to experience the biggest squeeze in living standards in 50 years in 2022. Treasury and Catherine Ventures did not respond to the Binance Times' request for comment. I always love it when they ask that. It's like, oh, of course they're not going to respond to that. Like, what the 
can they give a response to that for? <laughs> I always love it when they... I mean, they have to ask. Like, journalistically, they have to ask, right? But it's just funny how they just... They, they, you know, they, they do not... They do not, um, you know, they do not want to comment. No shit, bro. No fucking shit. Yeah, like, like, you, like you're the police or something. Um, I just love it. I just love this. I just, I just love how, you know, it's... it's it's right there, bro. It's right there. Free information right there for you. You know what I mean? And, you know, while... And, you know, Sunak's uh, approval rating has only gone down, not because of that, On believe it or not. You think it would be? No. No, no, no. It's just because he just does his job very shit at the moment uh, of uh, people's heating um, and just everyone's general life quality just dipping, just taking a nosedive. And uh, amongst all this, he wants the um, he wants the Royal Mint to create a fucking NFT because sure, why not? Why the fuck not? I just I just love it. I I really I you know you have to you laugh to stop yourself from crying sometimes. You know what I mean? Or or from just um you know screaming. Um you know I could easily just spend the whole podcast screaming uh, most of the time when I t- when I talk about these kind of subjects. Um, but I choose not to. You know what I mean? I just, I just don't do. What's the point? What's the point of screaming? What's the point of screaming? That's not worth. That's not worth anything. Um, but trust me, every time I see articles like these, every time I see a uh, you know someone like Rishi Sunak, Rishi Sunak, uh, you know, saying, "Oh, let's, let's let's create an NFT because that's what that's that's what's going to feed the people right now." You know, I definitely scream in my head. I do a lot of screaming in my head, um, but um, not not outwardly. Um, is that a bad thing? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe it's a damage to the mental health. Who knows? Um, but shit, man. I'll take you with my microplastic sandwich. So. So let's dip into our two culture uh, culture segments, and uh, the first one is an opinion uh, piece by Miss uh, Charlene White uh, from ITB News, uh, Loose Women fame, um, and she comes through with an interesting uh, just breakdown of her uh, of her black culture at the moment, and uh, well, specifically white posh brands aligning with black culture. Uh, well, recently, and actually, I saw this a couple of weeks ago while I was in London. I saw an ad for Jack Wills, and uh, she mentions Jack Wills here, and I was just like, "Huh? I have never rocked Jack. I've I don't know anybody that rocks Jack Wills. Oh wait, I do. It's my white friends. Like, <laughs> and 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 the billboards had like a uh, just mad black people. I was just like, okay, do black people wear Jack Wills? I, just, I, was, I was I was thinking in my head like subconsciously. I was just like. That's a weird ad. Why is that a weird ad? And I didn't think of it until I saw this. I was just like, oh, that's why. Because it's a posh as fuck brand that don't fuck with, that never fuck with black people. And now they're suddenly doing it. It's so funny. Um, so this is called, it's striking to see white posh brands aligning with black culture to survive. Let's jump right in. Uh, when I was growing up in Lewisham, uh, in London, uh, there was always clothing brands which definitely did not want to align themselves with anyone southeast of the river, and there were those which were happy to get a few pound coins we could spare. Lewisham's black market, as we locals knew, uh, knew it, uh, was the destination destination that my mum would drag me to without fail on a Saturday morning. It was where she could pick up Jamaican delicacies at high street uh, supermarkets, turn their noses up at and still do. And if I was lucky, I'd get a beef patty as payment for resisting the urge to moan the entire morning as she dragged me around. 
On our way through the market, I would stop in front of the rows and rows of beautiful clothing hanging on rails. Uh, beautiful clothes hanging on rails. The expensive stuff was close to the till. The knockoffs around the periphery. There were labels we'd seen American R&B and rap artists rocking in the videos, and we all wanted a slice of the action. We wanted to rock outfits like Ella Cool J, Mob Deep, TLC, and Aaliyah were. Uh, and if we could find something that looked close to the real thing, it would be happy days that day. Buying the cheaper version would also be a more economical way of nodding to black culture as a kid back in the day, because at any given moment, some other kid on the street could steal it off your back. But labels like FUBU were labels that aligned themselves uh, to black culture and reaped the benefits globally. When me and my friends were sitting in London watching the Box Music Channel, we wanted to mirror the clothes and the culture we were witnessing from the other side of the world in cities we'd never stepped foot in, uh, like Los Angeles and New York. Clothes were the easiest way to do that. Although these brands aren't the ones that maintain their status over the years, the fact that they align to the culture is not forgotten. I was reminded of that by a tweet a couple of weeks ago that spoke uh, that spoke about uh, the rebranding of clothing company Jack Wills. In uh, um, side note, I thought it was Jack Willis for ages because I saw I saw it in I saw it in I saw the logo in the distance. You know, what I mean, I've never actually I never looked at it like you know closely. I just thought it was Jack Willis because I know Jack Willis, but it was actually Jack Wills. I didn't discover that until like last year. I didn't realize it was Jack Wills. Anyway, uh, in the post, uh, the user was talking about a Jack Wills poster that had been circulating online after popping up on the London Underground, featuring a diverse group of young folk, and with the tagline. It's a vibe. <laughs> That's the one I saw, I think. That's funny. Now, if column writing included the ability to add a digital GIF, my choice at this very moment would be an image of a woman with the pursed lips, uh, complete with a raised, knowing eyebrow, eyes peeping out above her lowered reading glasses. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, but since a GIF is an option, let me refer to some of the words from the original tweet. Quote, it was a brand for poshos and toffs, and it's now trying to capture the streets, unquote. Ironic, really. I remember when Jack Wills first launched, it posi- positioned itself very much as a brand that wasn't for me and my mates. It was, its obvious obsession with class and money set apart from so many other brands. With store locations in places including Eton, Oxford, and St. Andrews. And we've never seen Jack Wheels advertising on private school pursuits such as polo, rugby and rowing. Lewisham Market definitely wasn't part of his branding plan. That wasn't the image of Britain it was after. I even remember the Jack Wheels shops. It was an, uh, never a brand me and my mates bought into. It, was nev- what, it wasn't for us, so why would we? Uh, but, but when we did venture into its shops out of curiosity... We never, we were never there for very long. Our staff would invariably make a point of making us feel uncomfortable within seconds of entering. We were university age by that point, so technically their target audience, but not all gradu- undergraduates are created equal. The hierarchies of both luxury and high street fashion were not unusual then, and they're certainly not unusual now. Who could forget the furore when Burberry became popular among the working class? Aspirational wealth was not the marketer's dream. Generational wealth was Morris bag. But the need for brands to be more authentic and inclusive in order to survive is going nowhere fast. ASAP Rocky hooking up with Dior and Calvin Klein in the late 2010s and Marc Jacobs taking streetwear to the catwalk in 2017 are good examples of that. So the Jack Wills rebrand uh, fascinated me as it felt pretty much the opposite of that which came before. It was also a reminder of how powerful black culture and street culture have always been. Failing brands, Jack Wills into administra- went into administration in 2019 and was acquired by Sports Direct. No shit. 
Did not know that. That's hilarious. Of all places. Of all places. Sports Direct. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Fuck, you know. Imagine, like, imagine... I don't know if Jack Wills is an actual person, but imagine you're Jack Wills, right? You, you, you know the person who created it, right? And you're just like, I want, I want stores in Eton, I want stores in Oxford, I want stores in St Andrews. That's the perfect places. This is the place we go for. We want the, we want the people that play polo. We want the people that play cricket. We want the people that play, uh, that, that that watch the boat race every year. Um, you know, uh, uh, come come hill or high water. That's that's the people we want. And then they brought out a fucking sports direct where you can get a fucking Slazenger fucking tracksuit combo for tenner. Fucking glorious. I love it. Absolutely outstanding. Anyway, feigning brands <laughs> tend to veer towards the street eventually because bankable creativity, music, fashion, food, culture, and more. Almost always comes from there, no matter how many posh brands try to bite it. Ah, glorious. Absolutely glorious. I love it. I just, I just, I really do. I find it outstanding. The plate that, um, you know, fashion brands just, uh, you know, just, just, um, suddenly just dip. You know, not everyone can be Gucci, man. Not everyone could be Louis V. Not everyone could be Burberry. You know what I mean? And it's interesting, right? I actually asked a friend this. Um, as a minor side note, I asked a friend um, if money isn't an object, um, would you be just like a slave, you know, to 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 a certain brand, right? And um, I forgot what they said, and I think it was something not clothing related. They just kind of just took it to somewhere else, completely different. Uh, for me, it'd probably be Adidas, honestly. Like I I, I rate their shoes. Uh, you know what I mean? I rate their jackets, I rate their shirts, and that's pretty much most of it. Um, you know, I could go to different places for those, but I just prefer Adidas gear in general. Um, so, you know, if money wasn't an object, I'd probably just kit myself out in Adidas most of the time. Um, you know what I mean? I just, I, there's some, you know, I don't really mess with Nike kit that much. Um, don't really mess with Under Armour or anything like that, or, you know, Puma, I mean, I do like Puma Suede, Puma Clyde, you know what I mean, I like, like, I like those particular, those literal two things, right, <laughs> but, um, but past that, you know, I, I don't, I'm not really into Puma or anything like that, but yeah, I feel, you know, I just, I just rate Adidas gear, it's just, it's, they just always have good gear going on, you know, it's just, it just fits, why it just fits my sensibilities. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting how that works, and even with Adidas, right? If you know how they came about, um, you know, originally in Germany, it's, it's kind of interesting how you know brands do evolve in that fashion. But to see some a place like Jack Wills, um, you know, be so uppity, and then just plummet down to plummet down to earth and gets bought out by of all places, Sports Direct. Oh, you know, I'm drinking those tears. I'm drinking those tears. There's probably no tears. Um, I feel like most people, Jack Wills, probably don't even care, right? But um, it is glorious. It is glorious to think about how, um, you know, just such a posh posh place um, got bought out by the most, the premier um, cheap as fuck, anyone can get it, um, sports gear and, and, and athleisure and leisure, and leisure wear. Uh, it's just it, it's something. There's something really poetic about it. Um, but regardless of um, you know what happens to Jack Wills, um, I'll tell you this: it's not a vibe. I'll say that categorically. 
Jack Will Jack Wheels no, no, said Jack Willis. Jack Wills is not a vibe. Let's finish up on our final culture, uh, second to two, and uh, this is all about the culture bonus. So um, I talked about I talked about it briefly last week about how Spain has a kind of a culture. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, bursary grant, whatever. Right? They're giving youths they're giving youths five hundred euros basically to um, uh, to to basically just consume culture, um, buy music, go to concerts go to museums, whatever, right, um, and now Italy have done the same, and actually, as I record, um, I saw a, I saw an island doing, not the exact same thing, but a very similar thing, obviously, if I could find it right quick from my Twitter, um, it was, it was, it was fucking great, it, was, it sounded even better, actually, oh, here we go, a basic income pilot scheme for the arts industry, payments of 325 euros per week will be made to 2,000 artists and creative arts workers, um, over a three-year period. Applications open on 12th of April. The two, 2000s will be randomly selected from those eligible. Are you are you mad? Do you understand the, the shit I'd be doing if I had that? That would be absolutely outstanding. That really would genuinely be outstanding. I, 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 it actually blows my mind uh, of how beneficial that would be for anybody. That would be actually a correct... Oh, my God. Oh, Wow. I can't, I can't, I can't fathom how great that would be. That'd be the most perfect thing right now. Three years of getting, of getting that allowance, and you can just focus on your work, man. Oh my gosh, that'd be absolutely amazing. Anyway, so Ireland's doing that, Spain's doing that, uh, and here's Italy uh, with the, with their own uh 500 culture bonus uh everyone turning 18 as soon as you turn 18 here's some money go consume some culture um so this is uh, by anthony james uh, newmanen of uh, the independent uh this is called uh, called uh, we should follow italy's example and give everyone turning 18 a 500 pound culture bonus and i fucking agree as you can imagine and i'm not even 18 i think this is a great thing I don't even. I'm, I know I'm not going to get it, but I feel like this is the best thing. This is great. This is a great start to something good. Anyway, let's jump right in. Arts and cultural education has res- have resulted in some of the greatest and most successful UK exports, from the BBC's television programs to musicians and designers. But it seems this Conservative government is intent on scrapping what little remains of arts education and British soft power. Quote. I want you to have a job at the end, dot, 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 because I'm interested in outputs, is what Education Secretary Nadim Zahawi recently told me when I asked him about the role of higher education in today's society. This encapsulates what seems to be an increasingly common and harmful way of thinking about education and culture in Britain today. Put in other words, quote, if it doesn't make a profit, we're not interested, unquote. Damn fucking right. That's exactly what I got from that. Like That just sounded so... Let's re- let me read the Zahabi quote again. I want you to have a job at the end, dot, 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 because I'm interested in, interested in outputs. Outputs? Bruv, am I a machine to you? Outputs? How about happiness? How about health and wealth? Like, ah, oh, fuck. Jarring. This is your gov- this, is, this is what they think about you. 
to quite ice cube. Here's what they think about you. Anyway, uh, this is why we should follow Italy's example and give everyone turning 18 a £500 culture bonus that could be spent on anything cultural, including books, instruments, concert tickets, and music streaming. I'll literally spend that on just a saxophone. I'll just take that. I'll take that to the bank. Like, just give me a saxophone. That'd be great. Um, I can only imagine what it would have felt like to be granted such freedom as an 18-year-old. Being able to go and watch the films I wanted to or uh, or to buy... I wanted or buy or to buy a musical instrument on my of my own. Uh, not only would this be a world class birthday gift, but it would also be a massive and much needed investment in the cultural future of our country. Various studies suggest that by 2040, tens of millions more jobs will be automated or lost to organisations moving into areas of innovation. This does not have to be a bad thing if we are prepared. However, our education system is far from geared to meet the changes that are coming. Yes, still. There is still too far too much emphasis on learning specific bits of information in order to pass exams, rather than instilling a philosophy of pursuing avenues of interest and a culture of lifelong learning. If our jobs are to be lost to robots, we should master what they cannot. We should enhance our creativity and use our inspiration for the common good, whether that is, for, whether that is communication skills or artistic pursuits. Uh, this may seem very utopian to some, but the COVID-19 pandemic ought to have shown us the importance of those pesky art graduates in keeping us sane and entertained during various lockdowns. You're welcome. And la- and yet, last year, the government put forward a proposal that would half the funding of our subjects at universities. Oh, my God. Oh, fucking no. It's just, it's just so... Oh, it's so... Like, it's so illogical. It, it, it's... I just, I just don't get it. <sighs> Alright, anyway, continue on. Um, where was that? Uh, universities. Uh, this is just another example of sure-side policy making that will have negative consequences, particularly for people from low-income backgrounds who will no longer be able to follow their passions at degree level. By introducing an egalitarian culture bonus, we could change the narrative that art is a middle-class pursuit. As well as counting the idea that art should result in direct economic profit, whether as a hobby or as a degree. I have spent several years in Finland's renowned education system as a student, and though it is far from perfect, our Nordic friends are ahead of us in this area. Not only are well-funded music, art, woodwork, handicraft, and cooking classes offered for free to all students, often they are compulsory. In addition to providing variable life skills, such as being able to fix simple electrics and use a washing machine, children are given the opportunity to explore their creativity as part of the curriculum, which teaches people from a young age that no education is useless. Though it may be true that museum visits do not directly affect your grades, they do not need to. Enjoyment of the world around us should be seen as worth doing regardless. Fucking talk about that shit. Oh, my days preach on that and the introduction of a culture bonus might open more people's eyes to this cultural participation can also i did say introduction right okay i felt like i said participation i felt like i said something else uh can also cultural participation can also relax us improve mental health create a sense of community and even act as a form of counter radicalization Preach! Uh, Rory Bukeri, 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 um, who received the culture bonus in 2017. To- sorry, sorry. Pause, 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 pause. They've been doing this for several years. Why am I? Why am I just learning about this? I hate, I hate, I hate learning shit late like this, man. Just, oh God. 
Uh, quote, as an, as an idea, it has merit. Uh, by doubt, it was coincidence. It was introduced by Matteo Renzi's government uh, to 18-year-olds to right before the general election, unquote. This is an idea that could easily be tri- trialled at a local level and the costs offset by a government clamping down on the tens of billions of pounds that are lost through tax avoidance every year. Britain's culture sector is under immense financial pressure and rapid action is needed to save it. The introduction of a culture bonus would bring a much-needed injection of cash into the arts, as well as placing potential and creati- uh, placing potential and creativity in the hands of young, our young people. Surely, that is worth investing in. N- damn fucking right. This is perfect. This is honestly perfect. Think about it. Think about it. This is so... This has such amazing potential. Like, just an, as an idea, think about it, right? So, I don't know how many people... T- uh, let's see if I can find it. Let's see if I can... I don't know. Let's, let's see if I can find uh, how many... Uh, how many people turn 18 uh, in the UK annually. There you go. How many people turn HD? Yeah, there we go. There were... Okay, here we go. So, this is via um, the uh, Office of National Statistics... Uh, via the census uh, 2021 it's actually dropped yet i meant to be talking about that but i never saw anything about it anyway um so uh as in the middle of 2017 there were seven seven hundred thousand there we go people in the uk aged 18 that started millennium uh, the number of year was rising but since 2019 it's been going down okay so let's just say 700k for it for, for you know just a yeah 700k as a ballpark right so you have 700,000 uh, people, uh, young people, 18-year-olds, getting 500 quid each. And they are told to spend it on culture. Now, I don't know how to enforce that, by the way. I don't know how they enforce that. Um, I don't know how you go tell them to spend on culture and then they, you know, just spend it on something else. I don't know how that works, Um I don't know, maybe, 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 uh, yeah, I don't know how it works on that front, how they actually get them to actually just spend it on, you know, culture and music or whatever, um, but, psh, whatever, not my problem, anyway, so they're given 500 quid, um, so you give them, all 500 quid, okay, um, how much would that cost, by the way, like, so what, would you times that by, by 500, like, 350 mil, is that it, Jeez. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Think about it. It's think about. Think about. It. It's worth it. Let me explain. Like, if if, that, if that's the actual number, regardless, let me explain. I feel like that's a great investment. Okay, so you have seven hundred thousand eighteen rounds, right? They all get five hundred quid. Told to spend it on culture. Now, think about it. There are plenty of ways to break this down. You could buy an instrument. Okay, get yourself a saxophone. Get yourself a clarinet. Get yourself a guitar. Get yourself a keyboard. You know what I mean? Probably not a whole last grand piano. Um, maybe if you get a deal with Gumtree, maybe. I don't know. So, you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, just stick with the keyboard, right? You know, just general keyboard. All right? Stuff like that, okay? Um, you can you can get an instrument. Hit up mad shows. That's like five... That's, you can hit up like five festivals in that. Hit, hit up like five festivals right there. You can hit up like... Oh, so many ex- exhibits, exhibitions art exhibitions, art installations, art shows. You can hear up so many of those. Let's say they cost like under 50 quid each. You know what I mean? You're hitting up you're hitting up at least 10 at minimum, right? You know what I mean? You, you, that's, that's beneficial. I feel that that's great. I've been to one recently, as you know. 
hit up the Bob Marley exhibit. Profoundly um, uh, fulfilling, just to just to be in that in that space. It's very it's, it's very nice. It's very good. It's very healthy. Um, and you know, it's a reason to go out and you know find, have something to do. So if you have ten of those to do, if you have like you know five uh, festivals to go to, that's something. That's that's memories right there. That's memories. That's good. That's something to look forward to in life. That's uh, that's good. You know, just that's going to do good for your mental health. You know what I mean? In general, it will do good. You know, just getting out, hitting up a festival with the homies, all of that stuff. That's great. You know what I mean? It's it's great to think about. I've got I've got a couple shows lined up. You know what I mean? I'm going to see Robert Glassman, like I said, at the start of the episode. I'm seeing uh, Lady Blackbird in the end of the month. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to hear her voice live. It, it, it just it just it just motivates me different, man. It really does motivate me different. You know what I mean? And you know, people can do this. Like, people do this with. If I said go on a holiday, you get it. But what's the difference between that and hitting up a few shows? I feel like there's more. There's more to. There's more to. There's more to love about going to shows than hitting up a, going up going abroad to somewhere. But that's just a person that hasn't. That's coming from a person that hasn't been out of the country in like I don't know over ten years. So you know, <laughs> take that with a pinch of salt. Obviously, um, but still, it's beneficial. Okay. Um, so regardless of that, uh, what else can you do? Uh, buy a fuck ton of music. Get yourself a vinyl player. Spin your parents' vinyl. Don't have to buy any vinyl. Just you know, spin your parents' vinyl if they have any. Right? I'll get a vinyl. Pl- I can get a vinyl player with that money. Five hundred. Yeah, easy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know, um, have to you know just save up for like a speaker. You know, I mean, some speakers and whatever. Uh, a, pre- uh, a phono amp, a preamp. You know, what I mean, stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's just not, it won't won't fulfill the you know vinyl vinyl setup won't fill up fill up the entire five hundred. Right, but it's a start. Right, it's a start. Um. Yeah, man. There's so there's so many things that you can do with that. So many things. Photography. Oh my gosh. Get yourself a camera. Boom. Get yourself get yourself a camera. Boom. Sorted. Get yourself a cheap camera. Uh, you know, go on a used market. You can get a decent camera on used market. Hopefully, it comes with a lens. Go shooting. Boom. Free editing software. Boom. You are good. You are you are good. You're on your way already. You're on your way, way already, and the thing is, uh, art equipment, drawing, painting, like all of these things, man. You can, you can do that. This is the thing. This is the thing. Like going to school, and and the the, the Zahari quote just sticks in my mind. It's really, it's like cancer in my brain right now. It's it's just it's just growing inside my brain. It's like a parasite. Thinking about it because me going to school back in the day. There were several room. There were several music rooms I went in. You know, in primary school I learned the recorder. Hated it. Recorder sucks. Bo- bottom tier, bottom tier instrument. I'm sorry. D tier, uh, bin bin tier instrument. Horrible instrument. Okay, doo doo. Uh, but regardless of that, learn learn the recorder. And in that, I remember so vividly in that music room. In primary school, ladies and gentlemen, primary school, my local primary school, not higher school, not university, in my local primary school, there was like drums, I think there was like a tin penny in there, multiple brass and woodwinds, didn't touch any of them, didn't touch none of them, 
even necessary instruments in, uh, in, in high school. A plethora of keyboards. That's the thing we use, keyboards. Always keyboards. Just music lesson, keyboard. Play the Star Wars theme for the bands. Fuck about. Keyboard. That's it. All right. And I don't mind a keyboard. I wish I I wish I actually learned on that. Uh, that would have been interesting. But regardless, you know, you shit, right? But when you turn 18, you know what you like at that point, right? You know what music you like. You know what films you like. Didn't even say that. You could buy mad DVDs, right? Stuff like that. Spend it on fucking film subscriptions. Go get a movie subscription. You know what I mean? Don't 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 talk about Netflix and any of that. Go get like a movie subscription or something like that. That's a good that's a good way to spend your five hundred quid if you're into movies. Plenty of those kind of things. Plenty, 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 plenty. Screenwriting software. Fuck. Hey, hey. You know what I mean? Like so many options. So many options. As it pertains to creativity. So many options. Photoshop. Get yourself Adobe Adobe and just go go buck wild. Just learn just go and hit up YouTube University. Go buck wild. Learn the Photoshop. Learn learn InDesign. Learn Dreamweaver. Whatever. I don't even know if Dream Movie. I don't even know if Dream Movie is doing this. But anyway. Learn, learn, learn anything. You are given the keys. 500. 500 pounds worth of keys. To do what you like creativity. Creativity. Creative, creatively. I feel like most people would take that. Most 18 year olds would take that. And spend it on things worthwhile. It may maybe they spend it on some like I said, um, you know, shows or whatever, right? That could be a very short term thing, right? You you'd be encouraged to think smart, quote unquote, and get an instrument, try and learn an instrument, because obviously when you learn an instrument, that's forever. You know, what I mean, you have that, and you can have that instrument forever, right? If you treat it right, obviously. So you know, and you know, shows uh, shows once they you know once once they happen, that's it, right? So you know, you can see, you can you can weigh it up in terms of what's finite or whatever, right? But regardless, man, regardless, man, life is not just whatever you learn in high school. It really isn't. It's not just the exams. This is why I got so disillusioned with exams. Because I'm just learning shit that I just don't I just don't care about. You know, to be real. And that's, that's fine, right? That's fine. No everyone has to care about, no one should care about maths. No one should care about English. You know, we're in a world of speci- speciality. We're not in like you're not in the 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 ye old times where we had to be a jack of all trades and the master of none. You can be a master of one now. You could be a master of one and live your life. And people are cut off from a whole sector of of life. Acting, I just thought of pay for fucking classes in acting or something. Get a masterclass subscription. Go learn something on there. I'm, it, it just keep coming to my head like ideas of what to do with that money, right? These people look. Uh, higher education doesn't account for that, and neither does life outside. Unless your parents encourage you to do something, and they and they hook you up with it, I I just don't see how. And you know, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of you know, obviously you know, uh, 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 people in a lower class, and they you know see a hip hop bias, and they're like, I want to be a rapper. And that's fine, right? And they're, and they're given, you know, they they manage to get Fruity Loops or whatever and they start making beats and they get a mic somehow. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I get it, right? But imagine that kid. Imagine that kid 
Imagine that kid with 500 quid. Oh my gosh. The possibilities are endless. The possibilities are really endless. And it makes me sad knowing that's never, it probably never happened. But it really, really should. It really, really should, honestly. I really think this should happen. And I think it would benefit a whole ton of people economically. It will go all the way back. All that 350 mil, if I calculate that correctly. All of that will go back into the arts. It will go back into, you know, music stores and whatever, man. Museums. Local art centres. It will go all back into the... All back into the... The money will go back in. It really will. I, I really want this to happen, man. I, I've, I've never... I've never I've been... I've never wanted sites so bad for people, man. Because higher education don't do that to people, man. I, I, I did drama. Wasn't into it. I just... I just, I just didn't rate it. But I'm sure there's people who rated it. I'm sure there's people who love... You know, actor and dramatic... And dra- drama people about it. And they went maybe went to university for it. Maybe. But, you know, imagine those those people with that motivation, but instead, once they turn 18, they get 500 quid to, to build on that. The amount you could do with 500 to build on creative, on your creative endeavors is just outstanding to me. Now, obviously, I would love the island one that I mentioned earlier, but this is this will be a great start. This would be an amazing start. But, you know, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lyric, um, there's a lyric at the end of um, uh, Common's uh, It's Your World, and uh, he literally goes, uh, you know, I still want to see California, but this is my world, and that's it, man, I would love, I'd love for everybody, every 18-year-old to get that 500 quid so they can just either, either blow it, or or actually use it for genuine things. Because not all of those 700,000 are going to blow it. Come on. If even, if even like, let's say a thousand of those make it into, and, and make it into their, their fields. Off that, off the back of that 500. Money well fucking spent. In my mind. Money well fucking spent. But, I would love to see that. But here's our world. In the UK. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, following the Fifth Home Podcast Network, I will be This is Moon Good. Intro music has been too much by Vanilla. You can find this link in the full show notes. Thanks to your breakers for being to use a track. You can also find their link in the full show notes. Thanks to Nappy High for the BCU's charismatic for the interlude. You can also find his link in the full show notes. And with that said, I hope you all have a great week. I shall definitely try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen.